So this week on my podcast slash blog, um, I've got Terraces with me. Hello! <laughs> um, so yeah, we're just going to be talking today a little bit about periods and vaginas, attitudes, myths, all of that jazz. Yeah. Um, it's something that I've spoken about a lot, I think. Um, I'm currently writing a blog on it. Yeah. Haven't posted it yet, but there is a blog in the making. Mm-hmm. So it'll be blog, vlog, and podcast. Love that. Look at that. Yeah. But I have, I have written period and blog before, so yeah. I know, and they're all very good, so I hope you're reading them. <laughs> so yeah, me and Thomas just met when we were three. Yeah. Four, three or four. Probably. Uh, we went to dance school together, and then we went to school together. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. And secondary school, we should say. Yes, yeah, we're so crazy. Yeah, so, um, and here we are today. I know! Yeah. And the thing is, we we come from an area where things like this aren't really spoken about, or it's just it's quite a closed-minded area, I would yeah. say, personally. I agree. From personal experience. Um, but then I went to college in Brighton, and you went to uni in Brighton, and Brighton is quite a liberal area, so I think when I went there, I just, I don't know, my mind was, like, opened. Definitely. And I think we were just saying before, it's quite funny, because I think we've always been quite open-minded and liberal, coming from a place that can be quite closed-minded. But we both went to Brighton, mm-hmm. and it's almost like we've learned even more from there. So I always think about people who still live in like such a yeah. closed-minded place what has their, their awakening been to mm. all these things that we've learned about just from moving away. Yeah, But already having that mindset. Mm. Yeah. Mad, mad, mad. Madness. Um, yeah, so we're going <laughs> to... Calm down. This is just exciting. Uh, you're like a child. Also, like, if you hear bells, that's my cats. Yeah, yeah. Like, they might come in at one point. <laughs> yeah, we were saying as well, like, with where we live I don't I feel like it's not just where we live but there wasn't much education there wasn't much discussion yeah. like I think even with our friends there are still only a few that we could probably sit and have like an open conversation about vaginas with mm. um, especially I'd say boys even less so yeah Girls, like I don't know it's quite there's still quite an immature mindset around it yeah it's surprising sometimes I think you expect girls to be open to it but actually they can be some of them are shy yeah. towards the topic and they still see it very taboo. Mm. I do think part of it is because of, like, the lack of education. Absolutely. Like, there was so much I didn't know about my body or, like, I thought was weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It literally isn't. Yeah. And it's like, we just should be taught about Scream. that. <laughs> yes! I'm <laughs> here <laughs> <Okay>, like... Someone <laughs> hype, girl. Yeah, honestly. She knows. That's the truth. The sound of the podcast will be off the scale. Yeah, people are going to be like, oh, <laughs> turn it off, turn it off. And they're editing it, like, turn it down. Just like a bleep noise. <laughs> Every time Tim speaks a little bit too noisy, the whole thing's bleeped out. <laughs> yeah, so um, what did you get educated about, like, in school? Can you remember? Literally, the only thing I remember to do with any form of, like, female vagina area was we had in science i remember in year 10 they spoke about the menstrual cycle for mm-hmm. a bit but it was so basic it's very like biology lesson based as well isn't it very like you have it for this many days exactly yeah and it's this is what happening this is it yeah which is a myth in itself like mm. no everyone goes on periods are different yeah like my life three days whereas some people's gone for like two weeks yeah like 
minus five. Yeah, like it's crazy. I think for me, I remember in year five, I think it was, it was like year four, five or six, the girls and the boys were separated. Oh my God, I remember this. And the boys had like a conversation about how many words do you know for like the yeah. <laughs> And we got taught about periods. Yeah. But it should not, should we not have been in the same room? Like it's almost like saying this is a dirty, like, private conversation yeah, that yeah, boys yeah. can't be involved in but like and boys boys should know, yeah but boys should know about it and to be yeah. honest i don't know much about vaginas but i also don't know much about women's there we go and that's exactly it we it made it makes sense i guess when you're younger to like make it specific to the yeah. individual but there should also have been like more continuity between both subjects yeah it shouldn't have been so this is boys this is girls and especially in this progressive world where like yeah. gender identity is such a fluid thing now that there probably were young people in that class that would have related more to the other yeah. class than the other ones so uh, yeah it's just it's interesting um i was continue just reminding me in year six i remember that we had a sex ed lesson mm-hmm. and all i remember from it is this woman it's like a cartoon and she's chasing this man with a fair up and that was our sex ed it was like that's how you get it going ladies <laughs> and everyone get the brow <laughs> Get on the honey and get your feathers. Yes, she was like pink, blue, buy your Oh my god. Extra room. Yeah, I remember. It. <laughs> 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 I didn't even clap what I you know, said. I know, like, she's just going to continue. And I'm just going to get away with that. Use <laughs> your face, you're like. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, no, I was. Well, before we got into extra ribs, I was going to say, um, I. When we were at secondary school, we did have a lesson about like putting condoms on. Oh yeah, those like plastic penis things. Yeah, and like, but I can't remember what else we did. But I think in that environment, it was very immature. If I remember, it's it like true. it definitely could have been better. Yeah, like, it should have been better. Yeah, I mean, we like, I didn't videos. They showed us videos about. Did they? Yeah, like during those lessons, and it was like being like not not like when you have sex like not telling everyone in school and like mm. being like considerate about individuals mm. I don't remember but I remember there were people in our class who didn't want to put the condom on the fake really because I remember I did it twice because there was a girl who didn't want to do it so I was like oh I'll do it again yeah. Boom. but because I didn't know you could actually put a condom on the inside out no I didn't know that yeah basically I was at an event once and like people on the stand next to us was like a sexual health like they work with like um, sexual health and like rape victims and um, it was like they called they made this like game if you will. It was like called they called it a fumble in the dark. Basically, you had to put a condom on, like you couldn't see that there was like a willy in the box, and you had to put this condom on, like. And they went to the college for this, which I thought was really good. They were at college, and I was like, more people need to have someone like you because they spoke. They were talking about consent. They were talking about, um, obviously you can put a condom on inside out. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. Yeah, and like I didn't. She was like, she said, she was like, you just put the condom on inside out. Oh my god! I was like, I she because like, a lot of people when they put condom on they will do it in the dark. Yeah. So yeah, she was like, you just put that on inside out. I was like, oh, brilliant. But surely because it's like, you it's like made to roll down. How? I I mean, I was doing it in the dark, so I don't know. Like, I could have opened it, but I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. Like, <laughs> but it's important. Well, so I'm just I'm just thick. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> it's important stuff to know though, because if you're gonna be practicing safe sex, which you all should be, 
<laughs> you want to be then doing it right and you're then spending money. Like, they're not mm. the cheapest things either. No, and I think that's the other thing I was saying, like, with David talking about consent as well. That, I can't believe, like, that's not taught in school. I was taught it at college, like, because when I went to college in Brighton, someone came in about, like, sexual health and things like that. And then they also showed us, have you seen the video about the tea? And you can't post tea on on YouTube. But Mm. not in in school. And not in college. Oh, our college, like, showed it to us. That's really good. But at the same time, like, I feel like it could have been more, like, I think as we've, as I've got older, I've watched more things and that. Yeah. You learn that consent isn't just like the case of yes, no, there's also, you know, um doing things during sex that you're missing to or, you know, that the condom yeah. taking the condom off during sex. Yeah. So it's not just a case of, oh, they're tired, they don't have sex, you don't yeah. like there's so much more to it than that as well. Yeah, and consent can change at any time. Like yeah. you could be having sex and then halfway you're like, actually no, mm-hmm. that's a change in someone's consent zone. Yeah. That maybe some people probably be like, oh no, well, I'm nearly finished. Like, they, they're not yeah. realizing that that or like, is not correct. And like, not okay. Or it's asking so much that someone then eventually yeah, gives in to yeah. us. It's like a give in. Like, that's not. No, it's not consent. No. It's not good consent. Absolutely. If someone has to question it, it's better just to go with no yeah. as an answer. Unless it's a strong yes. Yeah. Don't take it as a yes. And also, I think. You know, a lot of people, there are people with teenage pregnancies and STIs and things like that. I do believe if we were genuinely educated more, like this, like it wouldn't happen. Mm. Because there are countries like, oh, I can't think where it is, but it's, I think it's like Germany, maybe somewhere like Sweden or Holland is really Holland. good. So, like they so have that. such in-depth sex education that their teenage pregnancy rates are like the lowest in the world. Wow. Like, so it does show that education is global. Yeah. 100% and good education because I think the problem is like so many things are like education, education, education but then the education that is in our system today is either so outdated or it's just not well yeah it's not progressing with the times or it's just not very good so it's not really fulfilling yeah I think as well like I can't tell trying to think now I think as well. I was looking so intently at your face, and then I, like you probably listened oh. to what you said, and I was like, "Oh, wait, what was it?" You were talking about Holland and like different countries, teenage pregnancies. Yeah, I was. That is what I was talking. About. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, what were you saying? I don't even remember what I just said. <laughs> but we're talking about consent in general. Yeah. Right. So this is what I mean. There's so much to learn, guys. So much. Like even when you go blank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh huh. You were talking about how it used to be good education. Oh, I know what I was going to say. In, I was going to say in British... I was going to say, in British culture, there's very, like, this stiff upper lip attitude, very, like, oh, that's taboo, like, oh, that's not, that's not posh, that's not ladylike. Yeah. Um, and then you've got places like America where it's, I think the education there is even worse, and the sex education is actually even worse. Yeah. But it's quite simple. Well, it's when you have. Well, to me, I, that is surprising, especially when you hear as much as you do about rapes on campus. And that's very true. They have quite. I'm pretty sure they have like one of the highest. Well, I've just made that up actually, but they have quite a high teenage pregnancy rate. Mm. So, like, surely they should be doing something about it. But yeah, it's scary with America as well. And I mean, you see it in its political climate. Like, it's such. I <laughs> so much this year have had. 
this is a bit off topic, but so many realizations about how big America is. It's massive, isn't it? It's huge. And I think in my head, I was like, yeah, 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 like, you know, the UK. And then I looked at them on a map just during the lockdown we had in March. And I was just like, what the hell? Mm. It's actually so huge. So for a country of that much power, as we said, um, to be really facing with issues that aren't that hard to fix over, like, somewhere like Holland, it is a bit... I guess yeah, it's a bit worse. And it's also like how I know I'm pretty sure in the UK they have the same attitude as in America when it comes to like teaching children about LGBTQ plus relationships yes. and sex in mm-hmm. school because it's they think it's going to turn their kids gay. It's so one, what is your cat is in my bag? Because <laughs> <laughs> her head is literally just went donk. I was thinking, I haven't got any food in there that she wants. Babes, you can't be in the podcast. You can't speak, honey. Come on. I know you want to be, but you're here and present. Come on. God, this has been such a dramatic podcast. Sorry, the cat is so fired up by these issues. She's like, vagina, woo, pussycat. We're not talking about that kind of pussycat. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Where were we before she stole the show? Um, with the internet. Yeah, oh yeah, with it turning their kids gay. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. One, what's wrong with them being gay anyway? And two, it's not called turning gay. Like, no. If someone's gay, no. they're gay. Like, exactly. if someone's gay, or like, they, they're just gay. Like, just learning about homosexual. Homosexuality. Yes. Like, you always go to stay like, I'm like, is it homosexual or homosexuality? <laughs> just learning about homosexual. Learning about homosexual. Being that luxury. Learning about homosexuality. Isn't gonna just like be like, oh yeah, do you know what? I think I'm gay this week. Yeah, that's not how it works. Because I watched a documentary actually, it was a Reggie Yates one. Oh, legends. Love him. Actually, love him too. And it was about like being um, gay in Britain and also with a focus on like being black or Muslim. Oh, cool. And there was a guy in it who said, like, why would I choose to be gay? Like, with all the hate and the abuse that I get, mm. being disowned from my family, why would I choose that? Like, I haven't chosen to be gay. Yeah. It's like, it's just who I am. Exactly. It's weird that people would go to this assumption of if they were to teach young kids their rights and that you can have partners of the same sex, that then suddenly it's going to be like a fashion trend. Yeah. I think that's just such a weird mentality. Well, it's a phase. Like, it's a phase. It's very weird. It's like partners coming in a phase. Yeah, no. And also, okay, say your kid is like, oh, okay, I'm gay and I want to say they're whatever they want to, they're a female and they want to have relations with a girl and then they change their mind. What is so bad about that? Yeah. Like, why is it not okay to to try these things? Yeah. It doesn't mean it has to be forever. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you have to label it as gay, straight. Like, yeah. Just who someone is, isn't it? Exactly. And I think it's very interesting, like, this world is progressing into a way where a lot of people aren't conforming to these labels that mm. appear. Um, and people are scared of that because mm. if they can't label it, then they're like, I don't know what you are, I don't oh, have to treat yeah. you, but really it's just a human being. Right? It's because there's not, it's hard to label someone when, I, like, se- I do believe sexuality is it's a spectrum. Like, it's, mm-hmm. I don't think you're this, that, that, this. like, it's not like, oh, I'm bi, so I'm 50%, or, yeah, oh, I'm gay, so I'm 100%. Like, I understand some people, yes, like, a gay person might be like, no, I would never sleep with a woman, yeah, or a straight person might be like oh I'd never sit with them for someone of the same sex but it's at the same time it's like yeah but they could be five percent on you they could be ten percent yeah 
And it, why why be shamed by that? Why mm. not want to explore that? Why does it really matter? Yeah. It doesn't affect anyone else's life. For some reason, people make it so it does, yeah. but it doesn't have to. Like, I think it's more for, like, obviously with um, straight people or cis people, it's like, it's almost like there's a pressure on them to be 100%, so it's like they don't really yeah. explore the other 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, whatever. Mm-hmm. So... It's like by labelling things, it does make it yeah almost more difficult to be like oh I'm a, I, I think I'm this but I'm like not this like I don't identify with that but I also don't identify with that. Yeah. I think it puts people off a bit. Yeah, I agree. And it's so funny I think when people do come out as gay and people were like, well, are you sure? Because you say again, it's a girl. You've never actually been with a girl, so are you sure? You know. <laughs> but then it's like as a child growing up in a hetero- heterosexual world world you never have been with a guy at yeah. sometimes if you're a female or if you're a guy you've never been with a girl so but you know yeah. often whether you're straight or gay sometimes you don't sometimes it takes like something like a to almost trigger it like it might take an experience or a conversation mm. or conversations i think very important yeah like it could literally take something for someone to trigger and almost in their subconscious be like you know what actually I've been thinking that for a while, or maybe I will try it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes, I think it does, and it takes a while for people to fully accept it. A hundred percent. And it's so weird, like, I think even within yourself, it can take time to accept. Just growing up with so much, I think it's called heteronormity. Yeah, normality or something. That's yeah. it. I've written essays on it. Go on, honey. <laughs> I read about it a few times. But you grow up in that world so instantly like I've spoken to lots of my friends who are gay or bi and like even I know for myself um I'm bi and it took ages to be like allow that to mm. be the truth yes and I actually hated myself for a while when I started accepting it because you've just grown up it's the like putting it on a form yeah and I was like it's funny I was like no I'm not gonna yeah I'm maybe no way I know what you mean. You go click it and then like you do the form and then you're like, oh, actually, no, I'll just change that. I'm, yeah. not, sh- I'm not sure who I am. I'm just going to change. Yeah. And it's okay not to be sure. For me, I was like, oh, you joking, Tim? You can't be a hippie vegan living in Brighton and be gay. Like, come on, that's too much, hun. But you can. And also, like, you don't have to label it. Like, I say the word bi, but even that for me, I'm like, that's not it. I'm just yeah. a human being. Like, I love whoever I love yeah. it doesn't really matter about their gender yeah. and that's okay to live like that mm. 100% well that was a sidetrack from the job. yes right <laughs> but tying that into sexual education like where's the sex education about LGBTQ plus 100% only coming in very recently and even that as you were saying like people in America and people here have the mindset of that's going to turn their children gay yeah crazy <laughs> it is crazy in Russia apparently like they have an act I mean I'm not quite sure if it's what's going on at the moment, because I haven't checked, but I did an essay about it during lockdown. And in 2014, Putin like passed a law where basically education towards homosexuality could not be in school. You weren't allowed to talk about it. No one was allowed to talk about it because you'd be persecuted. Yeah, I learned about like um, gay rights in um, Russia and like how bad it is. And there was like, um, we learned about there's these people who... I can't remember if it is tied to the government. It might be, but I'm not. I can't remember it is. And they sort of like they'll chat to like 
homosexual people on like apps and stuff that aren't really talk of, spoken about, and then they'll meet them and then they like beat wow. these people out. That's horrendous. Yeah, it's bad. It's horrendous. It's kind of like paraded there. Like I mm. saw posts from people and little videos um, of people being attacked because of their sexuality, like lesbians being raped and men being beaten up for being gay. Um, and then it was paraded by them. They put it on social media, like, we caught another one. And often yeah. it's seen as paedophilia over there as well. Yeah, like they tie yeah. it to that. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, sidetrack. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to segue now. Well, I guess, I guess we're looking back to the main topic of vaginas. <laughs> Going back to the sex education, like, there's no sex education for vaginas properly as it should be. Mm. That all these topics that LGBT... And all these topics, all of that stuff doesn't even come close to coming into it because we haven't even got the fundamentals mm. correct. Yeah, I think as well, I just thought of this bit of a random side, bit of a random interlude. Uh, interlude, yeah. But I was thinking, like, just them, like, even things like contraception, we get taught there's the pill, there's this, 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 but we don't really get taught about it. We don't get no. taught about the hormones, we don't get taught about what it does to your body, yeah, emotionally. Emotion, like, mm-hmm. I feel like men should hear that as well like some of the things it can do to you so do i and i think i what you made that point earlier about how they we got separated boys and girls it's very clear divide that they make so much through growing up like apparently they say when a child gets to the age of five you start to see them separating themselves as male and female like before then they're all the same they're like happy loving going mm-hmm. but then they start to follow these gender conformative standards um so young like mm. kids like especially girls very young get eating disorders same boys as well but like they're just trying to follow like what they think is meant to be a woman or what they think is yeah. meant to be a man and that is part of the problem and then if that's then shown within our sex ed when you're meant to be having sex together mm. how does that how are we teaching it we're teaching each other as if we're others rather yeah. than united and really we should be united mm. yeah Get the hippie vibes out. Someone get a scent of candle. Let's go. Burn your incense. Yeah. <laughs> Sage that room. Sage that energy. <laughs> um, oh. yeah. Right now, I'm going to talk to you. Well, we're going to. Well, we are going to talk about some myths. Oh, okay. I love it. So I'll say some things that I didn't realize were true or things that I thought were true that aren't. You can say some of yours. And we can see whether. Is there something best or I'm not actually sure. All right, all right. So we'll just go. We'll Maybe just, a little giggle. All right, we'll just start rolling. Well, first one, obvious one, sort of links to vaginas and periods, is that like you can't get pregnant when you're in your period. That what like is a myth. Like yeah, do you think? I'm pretty sure. I've seen so many like articles. I think with safe sex, it's like you have to know your body. Like, I think you're right about saying, like, if an egg hasn't been properly released, like, maybe your period doesn't work as it should, then you possibly could get pregnant. It's very small. I think it's, like, tiny, tiny chance, but, like, there is still that, like, possibility. Yeah, I guess it's good to know, because I also, from reading a lot of books, they say that if you learn how to read your cycle and and it's working properly, you only have a very small window of fertility. That's, of course, not to say it's 100%. I think nobody should ever be like, 100%, this is it. Mm, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you really take the time to learn your body and learn how it works, you can kind of read the signs of when you're fluid 
and uh, when you're fertile, when you're <laughs> when you're fertile, and when you're not, yeah, when you're ovulating, yeah. Because that's the thing, I don't. People always talk about ovulating. You see on TV shows, I don't even know what it is. It's literally the egg being released. That's ovulation. <laughs> so it goes from. It's only a short period where the egg is being is ready. Doesn't like your body temperature go up or something. I don't know. Yeah, you can read it. I don't know completely, but I know that people who read their cycle to know if they're fertile. Temperature is a huge thing yeah. because your temperature will go up and then it comes back down when you're not operating anymore. Mm. But that's because your body's working so hard to like <laughs> release their egg. Yeah. Um, gosh. Mm. But that one's a sticky one because yeah, there's, it depends on you. It's very personal. Yeah, and I think there isn't enough research into these types of things like mm. women's fertility or just vaginas in general. So, like, I know I you. I've researched it a couple of times, and honestly, I you see different things like every it's time. Very complex. Some people tell you, you can't get pregnant with embryos. Some people say you can. Like you obviously told me that um, there's only like actually a few days of a month yeah. where you're actually fertile, and but then there's just like all these other things you hear, and it's like there's so much noise about it, but not enough facts. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think it's because it's so hard because everyone's period is so individual like you're saying that sounds like only two but you're saying three days minus five i think maybe if your ovulation is very close to the time of your period you're more likely maybe then for that to happen to you mm-hmm. it's so dependent on your body and so dependent on time because periods can be affected by yeah. stress and talking of um what periods are like can be affected by this is another myth that um you like women sync up it's not a proven fact. So I learned about this in college mm. and it's something to do with pheromones and they did something where they stuck almost explanatory towels laced in like pheromones to some women and then not to others. So the ones who were high in pheromones, they thought like lingo or something like this. And there was no like definitive proof wow. that you actually sync up. But then from lived experience, me and my, like when I do spend like, my friends went to college with, we'd start to sync up, or people who I lived with at like uni would start to sync up. And so it's almost like, is it true or is it not? Yeah, maybe it's more of a spiritual thing rather than scientific, not to get hippy dippy again. But I do think like there's a lot of talk about periods being very a grounding thing and it connects you with your emotions. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if you believe in that, if there was some form of mm. connection with your peers. I mean, there might be more research done since, like, I learned this, but I remember, yeah, I learned it in psychology, actually. Whoa. And, um, yeah, there was something about how it's not actually, like, a proven thing. Crazy. Yeah, because everyone's like, we've synced. We've synced, yeah. But apparently it's not, not proven. Mad. Mm-hmm. I want to try and think of a myth off the top of my head. Oh. Oh, do you know what's a big myth? Mm-hmm. Tight vaginas. Yes. Oh, there you go. Oh my gosh. How? So, truth is, when you're horny, your vagina gets bigger. Yeah, that's the truth. And some, some, <laughs> some people's vaginas, when they're horny, will vary in size. Yeah. Some people are going to get bigger. Some people. Are yeah. Bigger. And obviously, Stay everyone, small. everyone's different as it is body wise. So why does that mean that everyone's vaginas going to be the same? Absolutely. So like, you never know. Like, you could have a, a tight vagina naturally. I could have a good vagina naturally. Yeah. Like, it's just. How like, it is. It's nothing to do with how much sex you can. No. Anything like that. No. Myth. Again, virginity. Myth. Here we go. Written about this as well. Oh, this one gets me. 
virginity, I try now, being older and knowing this, try and not use the word, like, I when I lost my virginity, or yeah. your virginity, da, 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 I try and be like, when oh, you my first pop times. your cherry. Yeah, pop your cherry. It doesn't happen. Myth. It's a myth. Your hymen doesn't actually break. If you're bleeding during sex, I mean, on the first time, you're new to it, so it's not uncommon, but apparently it was more created so that when it happened, men didn't feel bad for the fact that possibly they weren't warming up the person or they weren't doing it correctly. It's been created as a safety blanket for men, basically, unfortunately. Um, Your hymen just stretches. It's just, it's all the same. It stretches when you're horny, goes back down. Yeah, and... That's like, and obviously when you're, I think a lot of people are nervous the first time they have sex. Yeah, of course. So the muscles so tighten. They're not, it's, you're not going to be fully in the mood, I don't think. No. So it's probably why it's uncomfortable. It's not anything to do with how tight or not tight your vagina no. is. It's not, nothing to do with your hymen. No. Exactly. It's just, you're probably a bit nervous. Yeah. Exactly. Or to be honest, you might not actually really want to be having sex that much. Yeah. You just feel like you have to. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that, that age, you're like, oh, maybe I should. That's unfortunately a thing as well pressures with sex there is no pressure to have sex people will tell you the crazy sex stories and that this is what you should be doing but you have to do it you go at your own pace and if you don't ever want to have sex you never have to have sex mm-hmm. there are some people like people who are asexual yeah or aromantic and they just they're not into that and that is so fine like yeah. there should never be a pressure to do anything you don't want to do exactly but yeah that's a good one yeah that one gets me oh god gets me that one gets me um, I think it's more discharge. Yes, it's normal, honeys. It's normal. It's so normal. I remember seeing a picture on Twitter, and it had so many comments under it. But basically, this woman she taking a picture of her pants in the toilet. She was like, "All clean, like, like this is how it should be, ready for my man, something like that." And people were commenting underneath like, "This is so bad that you've put this because if young girls see this, they already are insecure about these areas." Mm-hmm due to the lack of education, discharge is so normal. Like, you're denormalizing something that is a natural bodily fluid. Because I remember when, I think mine, I started getting discharged when I sort of started puberty, around yeah. the time I sort of got my period. I had no idea what it was. I literally had no clue what, I was like, what is this? Do you know what, talking about those year six lessons where they split us up, I remember I basically... Put, we had to do like anonymous notes mm-hmm. and we'd put them in a box and they would read them out to the whole class but no one knew who it was and mine was what is the kind of cleary sometimes a bit yellowy liquid that you get in your pants mm-hmm. and they were like mm, that's not normal you would need to go see a doctor if you're getting that so honestly for ages I was like there's something wrong with me there is something physically wrong with me and yeah it wasn't until like I spoke with some of my friends, or I think I even re- had to research it to like oh get comfortable. Because I think I then soon, I don't know, I don't remember ever being like, oh, that's not normal. I just thought, I think I did at one point think, oh, is that normal? Mm. But then I think, I'm the type of person, I think I probably asked my mum or something like that. Yeah, Carol, go on. <laughs> or like, um, I don't know, I think I then just sort of realised. But I do remember like my friends would like put panty liners in their pants. Yeah. And I'd be like, why why, why are you doing that? I'd get really confused. I'd be like, is that normal? Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd be like, is it not normal? I did I, that. I would just think like, oh, surely you don't need that. Like, why are you doing that? Me yeah. and me was like, oh, but isn't that bad for the environment? <laughs> yes, it is bad for the environment. <laughs> and I was like, but it's just... I remember being a bit like, oh, but like we all have it. Because I remember one of my friends, I asked her, I was like, oh, why do you wear... I was like, oh, are you in your period? She was like, 
no, I just wear them every day um, because I don't like getting discharged on my pants. Every day, man. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I didn't realise that was like a thing. Yeah. No, I remember I did it when I was first, I had my first boyfriend. And when I'd go around this house, like, I would do it because I didn't want my pants to be clean. It's so silly because, again, it is something you hide, like, when you take your pants off. But it's so normal. It's so normal. It's so, so normal. Um, And it's just unfortunate that that is not just clearly... Because that's something in sex ed in school. I don't remember ever being told about just discharge, as we're saying. Mm. Like, that's something that we get. We have all our lives. (laughs) We can't believe the teachers have to go to some doctors. Yeah. She read out this note anonymously and was like, this isn't okay. Like, if this is happening, you need to go to your doctor. It's not even a fact, but like... (laughs) It's the thing is though, like there were probably other girls in your class yeah. who were thinking the same thing. Yeah. So then, not just you, but there were probably a lot of girls in the class. Maybe even everyone who then, when they did get it, were like, "Oh shit, what goes to the doctor?" You know what? That might be so true. And you know what? It took me so much courage to write it as well. So it's like the fact that I was expecting this big answer, and then I got go to the doctor. Absolutely, like. Oh god, that's so awkward. <laughs> you know what's a myth? Everyone knows it's a myth, but it's an issue one. Periods are not blue liquid; they are blood. Blue liquid. You know, in the adverts for ages. Oh yeah, yeah. That only recently they've been showing. I think body form is mm. the first period product to show red liquid. Well, really? Red blood. Yeah. Body form are quite good, like the advertising stuff. I remember we were shown an advert by them about um there was some. Like they showed like women like what it's like to be in the period or something, and some guy was like, "Oh, I'm really annoyed." Like I always was jealous of girls in the period because um, they they used to show girls like running and doing things while they're in the period, like just would do oh, that. Oh yeah. And some guy was like, "Oh, now I've learned the, the truth or something like this," and complained. So like the CEO of Bodyform did a video and was like, I'm so sorry, Chris, that we told you the truth. That it feels like someone's stabbing at you. Like you have to <laughs> Please send that to me. Like it's quite funny. Long. And in it she like she farts and like, Oh, did you not know we do that too? <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, no, that that is true. Like oh, someone said that the other day about it being like blue liquid, blue liquid. to show it not leaking. Yeah. And also I think because it's still so taboo for some people. It's like to cover it up and not make yeah. it too graphic is the word. Yeah. Because that's the thing. People are still like, they think it's like, I think a lot of people generally think it's like blood. Like when you cut yourself, it's blood. I'm yeah. like, no, hun, like it's, it's your wound. Like yeah. the interior, that mushy stuff that builds up. Yeah. Like, it's that. And it's usually not even that red. It's normally like brown. Yeah. Brown red. Like it's not actual blood. No. Like, I'm not leaking yeah. blood from me. It's, it's not like. <laughs> it's the lining breaking down. Yeah. Literally. It's like. Hun, it's not... I'm, I haven't just cut my arm open. Yeah. I don't need something for that, you know? And okay, maybe it's not, like, the most pleasing thing to do with everyone. Mm. It certainly has its, like, downfalls. Mm. But I think we have been made so... Our whole lives to really hide, feel like we have to hide it and be mm. embarrassed by it. And yeah. it's not really... It's and I think thing. people don't realise that it can actually be almost demobilising for some people. Like, some people get it so bad, they physically can't move. Yeah. It makes them throw up. Like, yeah. they get it so bad. Um, and because this is another thing, kind of linking to healthcare as well, is um, women will go to doctors about things like period pain. And because men, and, we, you know, doctors are typically men, or even just doctors in general, the, mm. the world, like our society, our culture, believes that women are dramatic and we're 
we complain and things like that. So a lot of women will go to the doctors about their period pain and the doctor will literally just think they're being dramatic. When in reality, they could have, uh, there are people who've had ovarian cysts, they've had endometriosis, stuff like that. And they just, because it's a woman, they don't take them seriously. That's so sad. And yeah, those issues go unnoticed when really they need care. And then Mm. it makes you feel rubbish. I think every time you go to the doctor and you feel very shut down from it, it hurts you. It's very demobilising and it makes you not want to reach out and help and just think you're being silly. And actually those women are so in their right. Yeah. Very crazy. Any more myths? I've got a survey, I think. Honestly, I did a survey and some of the responses, I was like, like what people thought was true and wasn't. I was like shocked. Yeah. Like the lack, it just shows the lack of knowledge. That stuff could have been avoided if we just got to all about it. Yeah, I know. Do you know what? This isn't a myth, but it's like, I think hair on yeah. vaginas is such a big yeah. sensitive topic like people go crazy about the fact if a vagina has hair on it and they want it to be hairless yeah it's odd it's very strange it's like honey you're not fucking eight anymore yeah you're not exactly and also it naturally grows there because it's an area that needs protecting mm-hmm. and okay keep it tidy honey like if you want yeah like we want to get have good self hygiene, but it doesn't mean that you have to be shaving your vagina. Yeah, and cutting. Yeah, like some people do that. Stumbling. Oh, oh, so dangerous. And you can get infections because of that. Yeah, like you're more susceptible to and it's thrashing. Yeah, like and washing it with soap. Don't wash it yes. with soap, hun. That's unless a good one. you if you really have to, then you like or you really want to, then you can get like soaps that are made for your vagina but yeah. even still yeah you shouldn't really be putting no. soap on it your vagina self-cleaning i learned that from genesis yeah it's really crazy but it's it's that's how crazy the body is like it's made for you to do your life yeah like before we had all this fragrancy mm. soap and we still have just use the water. same body so it's yeah because you just need to use water it's you because just... like it's to do with the ph level exactly. and it's so sensitive, like the bacteria. So if you are getting thrush or you're getting infections a lot, check if you're getting soap in your vagina. Yeah. Because yeah. it's probably that hum. Yeah. Your pH level is off balance. Yeah. You can use it on the outside, but it's yeah. just the inside. Avoid, avoid, avoid. Mm. Yeah. 100%. Wow. Look mm. at us. I know. We should get a degree in this. <laughs> I actually would love that. What even? I think do they do it? I suppose gynecology. Yeah, gynecology. God, we'd be great gynecologists. Um, I would love to. I think that'd be such a cool to do. Right now, Tensis, I'm going to get you to do a diagram. Oh gosh, here we go. This is the true test. I'm going to get Tensis to label well a reproductive system, (laughs) and you can tell me anything you know about it, and I'll see what I know. Okay, so. Now you're going to label the parts. I do have the answers here. Gosh. But I haven't really looked at it. So. Okay. I'll see. I'm going to see if I know any of them. Do you want me to read out while I'm labelling it? Go on. So. Do you know what I know? Well, this is the vagina opening. This is like, isn't it called the fallopian tube? Something like that. There's some crazy name. But it's the vagina tube, basically. Vagina tube. <laughs> that is the vagina. That's another thing. Okay, we were talking about this before the um, vlog, but people refer to their vagina, the whole thing, as their vagina, but the vagina bit is actually just the tube. Um, 
the actual word for your whole vagina is your vulva. Your vulva. Your vulva. Your vulva vulva. <laughs> <laughs> That's the wall. The wall. We call it the wall. This is like obviously the ovaries. Mm-hmm. But I think there's like an official name for it. It's like the end. Is it the endometrius? Yes, but I don't think that's that. But go with it. So I probably am wrong. Hi, Frodo. Oh, cats. Hey, Frodo. What's the big thing? Is that just the ovary? No, that's the ovary. Yeah. Why do you put ovary too? I think that's just the uterus slash womb. Oh, yeah, uterus, uterus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Doing so well. That's the pipe. The pipe. Is that not the fallopian tube? Yes, that is. You're thinking right. (laughs) Fallopian. I actually don't know what that is. Well, that would be where the clit is. But this obviously is the clit. clit. Oh no, sorry, the clip will be that. Yeah, I was about to say, it's oh. like in you. The clip will be up here somewhere. Yeah, but the clip goes up quite far, yeah. And the uterus Apparently is so the little. size of a aubergine. Yeah, because you your clip goes and then it has bits that come out yeah. underneath. There you go, I've got an aubergine. Pelvis. Call it the pelvis. So your womb is really small? Yeah, your womb is like. Oh, little. Does it grow? I think so. Is the baby this is a bit gross. Is the baby's in the womb, isn't it? Yeah, the womb. But it's the uterus and the womb, I believe, are the same thing. Well, we're going to find out after this. Yeah, we'll find out. We're going to research that. Right, see if we I don't know what these right, are. What's the cervix? I feel like the cervix, the cervix is, like, is even. I think this is the cervix. Just cervix. Um, expand. expands. But wouldn't that be this bit then that comes up in here? I'd go, it's one of those two. Yeah, I'm going to put it in the middle. Okay, we're cheating. Because we're not sure. Cervix. Because I think this is, um, no, this is your cervix. Because okay. you can touch your cervix. Yeah, you can. If you ever want to get a menstrual cuff, this little fun fact, you want to know how high your cervix is so I that you can pick. Actually, this might be the cervix then. It's the little dip. I don't know what it looks like on here, but inside it's a little dip. And that's how you judge if you need a menstrual cup with a long stem or a short stem. Because if you've got a high cervix, you need a longer stem. Mine, I have, I mean, I have a menstrual cup. Do you have to cut, do you just cut your stem? Or do you keep your stem in there? Well, you see, the thing is, sometimes it's too long and other times it's too short. Like, because it moves. It does move, yeah. yeah. And also, I actually went to the clinic about this because I thought there was something wrong with me. Oh, hello. Hello. Um, hungry. I thought there was something wrong with me, but it wasn't. It was just my cervix because mine it changes. So sometimes it will be like it almost like swells, if you will. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So sometimes it, I like actually can't get a tampon in. Yeah. Because it like it has to, it's to do with my like when I'm fertile or when yeah. I'm due on. Yeah. And be, yeah. It's something to do with that. So I literally went to the thing because I thought I actually thought I had. Um, cervical cancer. Oh man! And he was like, "It's your cervix, huh?" And, and he was like, "He was like, your cervix looks very healthy." I was like, "Brilliant, good." <laughs> I don't know what these are. Okay, let's just see the answers. This is crazy. Okay, let's see what we got right. So, fallopian tube, we did get right. Uterus, we got right. That is your endometrium. Oh, in there. 
Like that is your end of each of their. Like you know, that know. makes sense. The wall of your the your uterus. That makes sense because with endometriosis, it is to do with like the contractions yeah. of, isn't it? So that makes okay. Sense. That top bit is the fundus of your uterus. <laughs> Wonder boys, I'm wrong. Wonder boys, that is your ovary, your internal OS. Do you know what that means? Your cervix is that one. Oh yeah, we got that one. The vagina is the tube. Yes, we got that. The introitus is that little opening. Okay. Then those two things we didn't know. What's that say? Myometrium is like that bit that we thought you just called the wall. (laughs) And the peritrium we didn't label. No. That's the outside of this whole mechanism. Yeah. This is so interesting because, like... Thinking of like labelling a vagina, that um, can be hard in itself. Yeah. But actually labelling like this internal part. Let's get I'm gonna sorry guys, bring in the time. I'm gonna get up a diagram of the vagina and see what we know. It's gonna come up with the labels, isn't it? Yeah, who cares? Oh yeah, okay, we'll just see what we know. <laughs> that one's quite cute, this one looks detailed. Okay, clit <laughs> I knew. Mons pubis, I knew that. Labia minora. Yeah. Labia minora and the inner. Majora is the outer one. Where's the urethra opening? That's your wee hole. Yeah. And then your vagina opening. Yeah, that's that introtious thing, whatever. Your perineo. That is the, the bit gooch. between, yeah, the gooch, if you will. <laughs> and your bum out. Yeah. I didn't know per- it, your gooch had a like, proper proper name. I oh, know. You just thought it was gooch. The gooch. <laughs> the bit between your bottom and your vagina. But even like a willy, like I wouldn't know God, no. what the official names are for. No, especially with the tubes and the things yeah. inside. Yeah. Oh, I'm actually getting one of them twisted. Oh, tell us this. Right, thank you again for coming to this. Okay. Thank you guys for listening, if you've stuck it out the whole way. Yeah, I hope you did. Hope you learnt something. And uh, I hope this was more helpful than your sexual education. Yeah, and good luck with lockdown. It's fast approaching. Approaching? <laughs> approaching. But yeah. Well, thank you everyone. Thanks. Bye. Bye.